Hey, it's Josh. Before we get into the episode, I wanted to let you all know that the Vermont Public Spring Membership Drive has arrived. Donations from folks like you make everything we do here possible. If you want to help support our people-powered journalism, be sure to make a donation in any amount by March 16th by going to bravelittlestate.org donate. And as always, thank you for your support. From Vermont Public, this is Brave Little State. I'm Myra Flynn. And today, I get to hang out with Joya Putnoy, an intern here at Vermont Public. And this is her very first Brave Little State episode. Hi, Joya. Hello, Myra. And today, Joya and I are going to talk about something everyone listening has done at least once. That's right. We're going to talk about being born, something we've all done. Yeah, we've all been born, and some of us have given birth. And even if you haven't, you still probably know that there are a couple ways to do it. In a hospital or at home. But there's another option that may be unfamiliar to many Vermonters, and that would be the freestanding birth center, which is pretty much the middle ground between a hospital and a home. Allison Fishman, who wrote to us back in September, wants to know more specifically about where folks are being born in this state and where they aren't. She asked us, Why doesn't Vermont have freestanding birth centers? Joya, can you explain what exactly is a freestanding birth center. I'll let Morgan Everts, a doula we spoke with, do that. Here's how she describes them. So when I picture birth centers, I picture the feeling and the vibe of home, uh, the option to labor how you want, where you want, even using outside the facility, walking around, walking the stairs. You have your own private room, your own private bathroom. Most often uh, there's a birthing tub in every room. Um, In a hospital, they also have your own private room and bathroom, but not all tubs. It's a regular size tub. It's, you could birth in it, but it's so, all right. It's a center with rooms. Yes. And you get a private room to have your baby in. Yes. Like any regular room in your house. Yeah, except it's not in your house. I picture freestanding birth centers as a great option for someone who is interested in a home birth, but maybe that is feeling too radical or, you know, your home isn't set up or fit for a home birth. That's also an option. You want to birth at home, but... um, It's not an option. And a lot of times, especially in Vermont, where we live, a lot of us live 30, 45 minutes to the closest hospital. And if you have an estimated due date in the middle of February and you want to birth at home, but you're a little bit nervous about the roads and how long it would take to get to the hospital if you did request a transfer or if a transfer was necessary, that can feel like a really drastic choice that you have to make. A freestanding birth center would be this nice, almost middle ground. So as Morgan says, a freestanding birth center is not quite your home and not quite a hospital, but it does have midwives and is always in close proximity to a hospital in case specialized or urgent care is needed during labor. It's like your own private birthing sanctuary. And here in Vermont, we don't have any freestanding birth centers. No. In fact, we're one of eight states in the entire country who don't have them, alongside Wyoming, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas, North Dakota, and Hawaii. That's according to the American Association of Birth Centers. Vermont is the only state in the Northeast without a freestanding birth center. 
That's what I'm telling you, Myra. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's just that my mind is kind of blown because I feel like we are the mecca of all things alternative here. So what's the deal when it comes to birth? Like, why is that the exception? You know? I feel you. So in your reporting, were you able to find out why it's illegal to have a freestanding birth center here? Oh, it's not illegal. It's just really hard to do. A lot of Vermonters have tried and never been successful. Public, this is Brave Little State. I'm Myra Flynn. Here on the show, we answer questions about Vermont that have been asked and voted on by you, our audience, because we want our journalism to be more inclusive, more transparent, and more fun. This week on the show, a question about your options in Vermont when it comes to where you give birth. From the hospital. But it went beautiful and it was safe and the patient's experience was satisfied and happy and felt supported. To the home. My husband and I just didn't feel comfortable with having a home birth and being, you know, more than a couple minutes drive away from a hospital in case something went wrong. To the elephant in the room, which as it turns out, is the missing room itself. I worked for about a decade on this issue and achieved nothing. We have support from Vermont Public Sustaining Members. Welcome. Thanks to Vita for their support of Brave Little State. Since 1974, Vita has helped Vermont businesses grow and thrive. From agriculture to energy, startups to family companies. Find solutions that fit your business. Visit VEDA.org to start your next chapter today. And Sunset Lake CBD, a farmer-owned business crafting CBD products right here in Vermont. Learn more about their sustainable farming practices, delivery options, and how to support local farmers at sunsetlakecbd.com. I've actually had this question for a long time. Today's winning question asker is Allison Fishman. She lives in Wolcott. That's in Lamoille County in the Northeast Kingdom. In full disclosure, Allison has a vested interest in this topic. She's a certified professional midwife who runs a home birth practice. And she wants to change the fact that Vermont doesn't have any freestanding birth centers. I am working with... A group we're trying to get a legislation passed. It's been a project that's been ongoing for, I think, over 20 years. And the main um, goal is really just to get this as an option, as a choice for Vermonters. This group is called the Vermont Birth Center Coalition, and it's working to expand access to out-of-hospital birth options for Vermonters. We didn't know Allison was associated with them when we put her question in a BLS voting round. But a winning question is a winning question. It's the people's choice. So are there any specific things you are curious about in my reporting of this topic? Where did this start? Like, when did it become an issue? Because I know people have worked to change it. How has it sort of persisted over all of this time while all the states around us and the rest of the country has sort of moved in a different 
direction. It turns out this issue around birth centers, or lack thereof, is not a new one. I worked for 10 years to try to open up the opportunity to open birth centers in Vermont and then went across the river and opened in New Hampshire. This is Mary Lawler, a longtime certified professional midwife who's licensed in both Vermont and New Hampshire. And like she says, she's no stranger to the red tape surrounding this issue. In the late 1970s, Mary was part of a small group that tried to open a birth center in Bellows Falls. Mary says that to her knowledge, it was the first attempt to open a freestanding birth center in the state. And uh, we weren't successful in being able to have that happen. In the early 2000s, Mary worked hard to create a path for freestanding birth centers in Vermont. At one point, she connected with a lobbyist in Montpelier who got her a meeting with the director of the Office of Aging and Disability Licensing and Protection, who regulated birth centers at that point. But she didn't make any headway. What has changed in terms of the regulations around opening a birth center? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. After spending a decade working on this issue, Mary decided to go across the border and open up a birth center in Keene, New Hampshire. When I called New Hampshire to say I wanted to open a birth center in New Hampshire, they said, great, we'll assign somebody to help you. I asked Mary, what exactly are people fighting for with birth center legislation right now? What they're trying to do in the legislation specific to birth centers is carve out an exception to the Certificate of Need law that would require birth centers to go through that. This three-word roadblock, Certificate of Need, popped up in every interview I had in my search to answer this question. A Certificate of Need is basically a lengthy document all new healthcare projects in Vermont have to get from the Green Mountain Care Board. That board regulates almost all aspects of healthcare in Vermont, and its website says its intent is to guide these new establishments in order to meet public need, keep costs in check, and ensure equity in healthcare. But it's a bit more complicated than that. Yeah. So certificate of needs laws um, were designed. It's a great example of something that was designed for uh, good reason, but then quickly devolved to become very um, punitive and restrictive. This is Aubrey Tompkins, the president of the American Association of Birth Centers, an organization based in Pennsylvania. Aubrey says that in the early 20th century, there was an oversupply of unregulated hospitals popping up and offering services. So in 1963, New York was the first state to make a certificate of need law. Then in 1974, it was enacted federally as part of the National Health Planning and Resource Development Act. And again, the idea was understandable and was trying to do a good thing uh, in, you know, making sure we didn't have too many hospitals that didn't give good care. What it has devolved into, particularly when we're talking about birth centers, is a massive restriction um, of trade in that states that have certificate of needs laws that specify birth centers The birth center has to essentially ask hospital systems um, if they can exist. And of course, many hospital systems are going to say, no, we don't need a birth center in our community. Uh, We have a big hospital labor and delivery unit. So essentially, it makes birth centers almost impossible to open. Aubrey says that there are 15 states that have certificate of need requirements for birth centers, 
and in those states, there are significantly fewer birth centers, if any. But Aubrey says that there's no correlation between the quality of care and having a certificate of need. Yeah, in states that have CON laws, unfortunately, the thing that has to happen is it has to work through the legislative process to either repeal the, the CON laws completely or to specifically remove birthing centers from the list of facilities that are overseen by the CON law. So that's one reason why Vermont doesn't have any freestanding birth centers. It's not illegal. It's just a huge pain to get one open. And then there's this other reason why pushing past some of these roadblocks might not be the biggest priority in Vermont. Truth is, there just aren't a lot of babies being born. Nationally, the birth rate has been falling um, across the country. So it's not unusual that Vermont's birth rate is falling. Hospital systems are businesses, um, and that is something that needs to be acknowledged in our current healthcare system that we have in this country. And when a big business sees their revenue source decreasing, they're going to get nervous, and they're going to, you know, kind of sink their their feet in even more to really protect those certificate of need laws. So you want to open a birth center in Vermont, but don't want to have to go through this giant process to get it done. Well, you'll have to swap that process for another process. The process of trying to become exempt from a certificate of need. And that decision is also in the hands of the Green Mountain Care Board. Representatives from the Green Mountain Care Board, an independent board separate from the Vermont legislature, didn't want to talk on tape for this episode. But they did tell me they are neutral on the issue of whether or not birth centers should be exempt from certificate of need laws. In 2021, we we got the working group started and we did have a, a bill in the House, House 121. Lori Foster is a retired midwife who was in practice for 40 years. She told me lawmakers put the birth center conversation on the back burner because of some other more urgent health care stuff that's been going on. And that did not get taken up by the health care committee because they were overwhelmed with COVID. Lori says that last session, they tried again. OK, welcome back. This is Senate Health and Welfare, and we are turning our attention to S204 uh, an act relating to licensure of freestanding birth centers. Are the bill was taken up by a Senate committee. Lori says there was a lot of discussion, two hearings, and then nothing. The bill died in the House this past April after being referred to the House Committee on Health Care. And, you know, the, the legislators weren't, they, they were supportive of the idea of birth centers, but there was a lot of... Um, input from the hospital interests about um, sort of concerns and, and fear that a birth center might impact uh, a rural hospital maternity center in a negative way. Like this argument from Kat McGraw, a chief medical officer at Brattleboro Memorial Hospital. That is, in fact, the whole purpose of a certificate of need it is intended to ensure that there are no duplicative services to provide some cost containment and provide for equity of access. There's really no evidence for that that we know of. Um, we don't know of any hospital units closing down because birth centers were opened. 
I think that it it just was kind of has is being blown out of proportion because there's always been this resistance in Vermont. It's come from the hospital interests around birth centers. And Lori says that's too bad because she thinks there are some great benefits to having birth centers in Vermont. You know, they often run support groups. You know, they can be a resource place for people to get information or take classes. And for the hospital, they're going to bring in ultrasounds, lab work, referrals, transports. I mean, there's some, you know, some pretty, you know, rather lucrative aspects of maternity care that a birth center would bring to the closest hospital. Lori says that as long as freestanding birth centers are required to get a certificate of need, there won't be any in Vermont. Meanwhile, advocates are going to introduce another bill next legislative session to try to tackle this issue again. And then it will specifically say that um, that a CON should not be required. And that, you know, that will be the likely be the tripping point, you know, as we move through this again. When we come back, Joya visits a birthing center in a hospital. It's Brave Little State. I'm Myra Flynn. Today, we're answering a question from Allison Fishman about freestanding birth centers in Vermont and why we don't have any. Vermont Public's Joya Putnoy picks it up here. We know there are no freestanding birth centers in Vermont, meaning birth centers that are their own entity outside a hospital. But this state does have birth centers within hospitals. So I went to visit one. I took a trip to Gifford Medical Center in Randolph, which is smack in the middle of Vermont. Midwife Hillary Sylvester gave me a tour. Right this way. So um, this is our little like main walkway. So put the badge in, and one of the nurses or midwife teams will come greet them. This is our There are some major differences between a hospital birth center and a freestanding birth center. A big one. It's physically in a hospital. Another, drugs. The hospital has anesthesia and freestanding birth centers do not. And where we are, Gifford's birthing unit, is well-loved by many Vermonters. When we began assembling the story, lots of our listeners told us they had a positive experience there. I really am curious if you can tell me about why that is. What is so special about this place, if you can try to summarize it? Shared decision-making, like bottom line. We can hand you out data and you get to pick. Um, Even if it's stuff that is so serious like a C-section, you still get to pick. It is your body. Gifford emphasizes options, from the big choices to the small ones. Um, Birthing in the showers is something we do here. Um, Birthing in a tub is something we do here. Birthing on the bed is something we do here. Birthing on a chair is something we do here. Like if if you can get in that position and a baby can come out of your body, we can get in that position beneath you and support you with pillows and whatever else that are going to help us catch babies. We don't deliver babies. We catch them into this world, Um, which I think is really darn cool. And Hillary wants more birth givers to have these kinds of options. If we could have more birth places in the state of Vermont, it's amazing. That would be cool. That would be beyond cool because driving 
45 minutes, if you have the money, if you have the time, if you have the whatevers, it is too far to get good quality healthcare. And we have patients that are doing that right now. We have patients that are driving from the Milton area, the Essex area to get to Gifford because they like the idea of having the shared decision making and low intervention birth and options and all of those things that, that they should have in their community too. It's interesting that something that came up in my reporting, the potential reason why a lot of like hospital voices are pushing back on birth centers is, or freestanding birth centers, is the fear that it's going to take patients away from the hospitals, especially during a time when the birth rate is falling. And I don't know if you like know or could speak to that. That is a normal fear. I hear where that fear is coming from because that's, you can't have change without fear. You can't. It just doesn't work like that. But it's not a rational fear. And can I sit here and say that I have never had that fear? That's absolutely insane. More options does not mean less for for Gifford. It doesn't mean less for other hospitals. It just means that we are dividing resources. And because freestanding birth centers are not yet an option here, some Vermonters are choosing to leave the state to give birth. I felt um, really healthy, really strong, and like I wanted to have an epic adventure. This is Carolyn Barnwell. She's talking about her hopes for her birthing experience. Carolyn moved to Woodstock from Washington, D.C. at the start of the pandemic. She knew she wanted to start her family in Vermont, but she chose to cross over the border to do it. That wasn't always the plan. Carolyn was originally planning on having a hospital birth at Dartmouth Health in New Hampshire, but she didn't really want to. This is not some medical event. I'm not ill. I am healthy and strong, and I need to be able to, like, really tap in and be present and harness my own, like, primal power. And I sure don't want to do that while I'm lying on my back and I don't have, you know, any agency over my body. But Carolyn and her husband knew that they didn't want to try a home birth because they didn't feel comfortable with that option. So Carolyn started researching online, and then she found out about the third option, the freestanding birth center. I was like, wow, that seems like such a great happy medium in between because I don't really want to have a home birth for my first child that is not going to make me feel safe. But I also don't really want to be in a hospital around all of these sick people, uh, especially during a pandemic when I'm trying to have a really healthy pregnancy and a uh, healthy birth. A friend of Carolyn's mentioned Gentle Landing, a freestanding birth center that was in the process of opening in Hanover, New Hampshire. Carolyn did not hesitate. Found the phone number, gave them a call, made an appointment, and I had such a good feeling about it. And so um, even though I was well into my pregnancy, I just switched care, switched providers and signed up to uh, give birth at the birth center should I I stay as a a low-risk birth. A low-risk pregnancy is essentially a pregnancy without complications, ranging from gestational diabetes to an abnormal placement of the placenta to the baby being positioned upside down. And lucky for Carolyn, she fell into the category of low-risk birth, which meant that she could have her baby at gentle landing. Was it a really comfortable environment? Oh my gosh, it was like a nice European hotel room. 
like just beautiful, clean design, this really super comfortable king-size bed, like a walk-in shower. The big birthing tub was in the room with the bed. Um, I was able to, you know, request low lighting, whatever music I wanted. I really was able to control uh, the environment, which I thought was amazing. And in April of 2021, Carolyn went into labor. And it wasn't exactly the swiftest journey across the border. We have a 40-minute drive to the birth center. And I kid you not, I was trying not to push her out in the truck the entire time. So, you know, gripping the handlebar and and we had the window open and you could hear the the spring peepers and it was all foggy. And my husband, I don't think, said a word the entire time. He was just staring, you know, at the road, trying to make sure he was driving uh, as fast as possible, but safely uh, to get us there really quickly. Carolyn was dilating on arrival. The birth was practically quicker than the drive there. Carolyn chose to give birth in the tub surrounded by her husband, doula, and what she describes as exceptional midwives that she had come to know in the months leading up to that day. You know, it was the perfect dynamic. I'm so grateful for it. I just might start crying really thinking about it. Um, It was the sort of thing where they knew me well enough and they respected me and my process enough to intervene and get involved if I really needed help, and to just let me do my thing and let me trust my own body um, when that was what I needed in the moment. Among those supporting Carolyn through her birth were Gentle Landing's two founding midwives, Megan Sperry and Catherine Bramhall. Megan and Catherine are both Vermonters. While they were hoping to open up a birth center in their home state, they decided to start looking for properties in New Hampshire instead of tackling Vermont's legislation. But the location of their birth center is strategically placed close to the border. So people from Vermont would have access to a freestanding midwife-led birth center because the state of Vermont didn't and still does not have legislation to support that kind of choice in birth. And so we feel passionately that women have a right to that. So we kept it really close to both Vermont and Dartmouth. That's Dartmouth Health, the nearby hospital. While there's no certificate of need law in New Hampshire, it's still a challenging and thorough process to open up a birth center. When we first were opening, we wrote, um, as I said, a 750-page document. There are standards that need to be met as far as making sure we're not practicing out of scope or are giving medications that aren't allowed within our center. Hi, Joya. Can I just step in here again? I really want to know, like, how much does all of this cost? That is a great question and one that's difficult to answer. There are a lot of different factors from where you give birth to what kind of insurance you have to if you deliver vaginally or have a C-section. The bottom line is no matter where you choose, giving birth is not cheap. Catherine Bramhall, who co-founded Gentle Landing, was unable to put an exact price on the cost of birth at their facility, as every birthing person's needs are different. She did say that with insurance, the cost of gentle landing birth is comparable to a birth in a small hospital in Vermont. This does not include gentle landing's facility fee, which is $3,500. Interesting. Yeah, I guess it makes sense that the decisions most of us make around birth and where we 
give birth are inevitably motivated by financial considerations and also sometimes probably an element of fear, right? Like the fear of the unknown. What's such a shame with our culture is how uh, hidden birth is from us. Oftentimes the first birth that we're seeing is our own, which is such a disservice. I think it makes a lot of us afraid of birth or the only birth that we're seeing is um, very dramatically depicted on a Grey's Anatomy episode. You know, it's a hospital birth. There's an emergency. It's happening really fast. There's a lot of screaming. So Joya, this seems like a good time to bring back Morgan Everts. She's the doula we heard from at the top of the episode. And if anyone is wondering what a doula does, fun fact, the word doula comes from the Greek word doule, which translates to female helper or maidservant. Of course, the doula you hire is not a servant and may not be female, but they are there to support you throughout birth. Yeah, because for all our talk today about hospitals versus home births versus birthing centers, it's important to remember that there are people who help you have a positive experience no matter where you are. And doulas know no boundaries. They can work anywhere. Um, by having a doula, you're never left alone. Doulas know birth. They trust birth. They're not afraid of birth. And so they're able to um, remind you and your partner um, of the strength and the power that you have. Morgan does charge for her services as a private doula. But she's also a volunteer doula at UVM Medical Center. If someone could not afford a doula, they have access to this volunteer program. Or if someone could afford a doula but did not think they needed one, and all of a sudden they're in the middle of their labor and they're realizing how often you are left alone, which is pretty surprising. Morgan told us she's given birth both at a hospital and at home. And she says if she has another baby, she'd be open to birthing at a freestanding birth center. You know if Vermont had one. I would love there to be a third choice. I would love there to be freestanding birth centers, mainly just to give birthing families choice. I think that the fact that you have that choice and you were able to make that choice, you are saying, I trust my body, I trust this process. And I think that Vermont, you know, allowing freestanding birth centers would be Vermont saying, we trust you, we trust birth. Thanks so much for listening to the show, and thank you to Allison Fishman for asking this great question. If you want to see the inside of a freestanding birth center and some super cute baby photos, head to our website, bravelittlestate.org. While you're there, you can submit your own question about Vermont, sign up for the BLS newsletter, and vote on the question you want us to tackle next. Find us on Instagram and Reddit at BraveStateBT. Special thanks to Scott Fleischman, Gail Zatz, Peter Hirschfeld, and all the midwives and birthing peoples who trusted us with their stories. This episode was reported by Joya Putnoy with mix and sound design by me. Additional editing from Lynn McRae and the Brave Little State team, Angela Evansy, Josh Crane, and Mae Nagusky. Ty Gibbons composed our theme music, other music by Blue Dot Sessions. Brave Little State is a production of Vermont Public. We have support from our station sustaining members. If you like our show, you can join them at bravelittlestate.org donate, or just tell your friends to listen. I'm Myra Flynn. We'll be back soon with more people-powered Vermont storytelling. Until then, remember, be brave, ask questions.
At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts.